It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O-U-K. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern Northern News! Hello and welcome to Northern News with me, Amy Gladhill, and... Uh, Me, Ian Smith. Ian Smith. Have you got a middle name? James. Ian James Have you got a middle name, actually? Got two. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, Christine. Yeah, and Stella. Christine, Stella. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Now, um, I got a call from a voiceover agent. Yeah, saying, um, "Would you like to be the voice of a Pringles vending machine?" <gasps> my first five. I'm being honest. My response was no. That's not something I've really been up to do because I thought she meant I'm voicing all the the Pringles vending machines, and I thought, oh, a weird niche vending machine. <laughs> But it turned out it was like a, an advert. I didn't really want to do it. And then she said um, that they would pay me. And I, was, and I had to backtrack really quickly of going like, yeah, yeah, well, like I said, it sounds like an interesting project. <laughs> so I had to do this thing. And it was really bad. But she said that they had to pay me even if they didn't use the advert Ooh. because we thought it was so bad. This not getting broadcast. And it, and it didn't. I was playing a vending machine. They robotized my voice. Yeah. And as people were, real people were walking by in the street, my voice was coming out of this vending machine. I was looking for a camera and I'd be like um, saying, humanoids, come and talk to the Pringles vending machine. (laughs) People would come over. But um, what they didn't anticipate, but I felt like I did, is the type of people who stop to come and talk to Pringles vending machine. Just really questionable people coming up. Um, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they're oh, trying to do like no. a nice advert and there's a guy with like a bottle of whiskey in his hand yeah so um, it didn't get broadcast but I did it something for the CB you did it well yep. done um, so that was my big do you get to keep hit. that as a clip for your reel um, I think they probably made a decision early on to not even go into the editing process do you think they even pressed record <laughs> uh, yeah I think they probably the first drunk man come over and then they're just like right well I guess we've just got to do this um <laughs> Let's not press record. Let's say it was all lost. Let's all save our <laughs> dignity here. But I got three small tubs of Pringles for free. 
well, that's been worth it. Yeah. That's been worth it. Mm. And what about you, um, Amy? Did you forget my name then? <laughs> I was trying to remember all the middle names and I forgot Christine for a second. Um, but imagine how awkward that would be if I forgot um, Amy. What have I been up to? Big news is I got some got some new bedding. Oh. Yeah. Really good winter bedding. It's winter yeah. time now. Yeah. I've got my electric blanket back on. It's a dual one. Dual bedding? Double bed, you mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not made of money. It's only a single. Come on. No, a d- dual control. Dual. Dual. Dual control. Hang on, let me Google dual. Wish I hadn't brought it up, if I'm honest. Um, I don't know if this will get picked up in the microphone. This go. is how Google says you say it. Dual. 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 Bit of an accent on this guy, actually. <laughs> Dual. 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 Why is cool? I mean, why I've... is he from Ilkley? Yeah, I think, like, I think Northerners should get a bit more respect, regional representation, yeah. etc. But I want RP for my Google Absolutely. pronunciations. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, anyway, I've got an electric blanket on, and I wish I'd never mentioned it. <laughs> it's, what, got, what? it's got dual controls. What does that mean? What's it means half the bed can be hot. Half can be cold. Oh, yeah. so if you have an argument with your partner. Yeah, you can just unplug his side. Night-night, <laughs> <laughs> <Nine>, dickhead. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, really great. <laughs> well, no, I guess like some people some people like it hot, some people like it cold. Yeah, I like it red hot yeah. and then off. Yeah. Whereas he likes it medium hot all the way through the night, which I think is absolutely yeah, yeah, mind-blowing. Yeah. You're pan frying, he's slow cooking. That's how we rock, baby. <laughs> what colour are your bed sheets? Oh, they're quite sophisticated. I normally go for oh. quite like loud and proud, but I've gone for like adult. It's like my first adult bedding, you know, where it's like it's like a lovely cream oh. Egyptian cotton. That's not what I was thinking of adult bedding. <laughs> <laughs> Pictures of cocks all over it. Just gone for leather. It's got a leather duvet set. With studs in it. <laughs> a hot leather duvet. I've got one of them hot leather electric blanket duvet sets. What's your bedding? I think you can tell a lot about someone from their bedding. Mine's just plain white bedding. Yeah. But with a Moroccan style throw over it. I never would yeah. never would have guessed that you in a million years. You're thinking, oh, plain white bedding sounds yeah. boring. Yeah. Hang on a second, let me finish. Let's go to Morocco. <laughs> I was in Morocco once Go on. in the markets and this guy, um, and I'm choosing to tell this story with English accents for everyone. Thank God. Just in God. case you think this doesn't feel authentic. Um, <laughs> but this guy come up to us and he's going, English, English, um, M- M- Morgan Freeman. You know, you know Morgan Freeman? Come look at, this guy looks just like Morgan Freeman. And he comes over to this like, other shopkeeper and we're like, this is going to be borderline offensive. It's going to yeah. be a black guy, doesn't really look like Morgan Freeman. I cannot tell you how much this guy looked like Morgan Freeman. <laughs> to the genuinely to the point where I was like, "That's because it's Morgan Freeman, like the same age and everything, <gasps> like the exact same Morgan Freeman appearance." We just had a different voice, but I like my chest went because I was just like, even though I'm not bothered, like I think Morgan Freeman's amazing, but yeah. we don't usually get like that, let's start like struck. weird about like yeah. celebrities. But I just couldn't believe the reveal of like, and it is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> um, but no, it wasn't did Morgan you get your Freeman. With him? No, I, I wish I did. I wish I did. I'm sorry. It's all right. Oh, nah. Okay, well, 
Shall we dip into some lovely northern news, Ian? Well, before we dip into some northern news, mm. just as we're about to start recording, yep. I've got a breaking news story. Okay. Man detained after appearing to throw eggs at King Charles and Camilla in York. <gasps> Ooh. The king's been egged <laughs> in York of all places. Um, You can see here, there's a video. The egg is mid-flight. Oh, the egg flies past them. The egg flies past them. There's there's three eggs. There's There's another angle of it. So many eggs. Sweet Lord. So, um, yeah, I thought it was worth Yes, thank you for letting us know that. I thought um, someone from Hull like yourself, who um, is um, John Prescott was your MP. Yeah. You're going to want to hear about an egg in. I want to know about an egg in. Six pound for a pint. Well, I've got I've got a new story that I want to share with you. Yes, if that's yes, all please. right. So this is a story that's happening in Manchester. Mm. Heard of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Manchester. Yeah, a little bit. Fan of Manchester. Yeah. Uh, so Manchester University are being slammed. Oh God! Slammed mm. is the verb that's used here for allowing a PhD in what? Ooh. It's going to be, it must be something like modern. It must be like a new PhD. Yes. Um, so TikTok. I think, yeah, you're thinking, you're thinking outside of the box. This is good. This is good. So it's. Okay. Would you, do you want me to get in the box? I a want bit? you to get in the box. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll give you a bit more uh, information. So um, it's a chap, it's a guy, Carl Anderson. Yeah. Um, who's doing the PhD? Who's doing the PhD? Um, the research, he doesn't really need to leave his home. Oh. Mm-hmm. Pervert. <laughs> um, Carl Anderson, is it a, home-based? Is it pornography? Kind of, yeah. So oh. he's, he's aiming for a PhD in masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> in masturbation? In masturbation. And a conservative MP is now trying to intervene. Really? Saying it's preposterous. You can't. Never intervene when someone's masturbating. Put yourself in the line of fire. <laughs> leave them to it. Just stand by at a safe distance with some tissues, some antibacterial yeah. wipes, some gloves perhaps. But yeah, so um, it's been met with a lot of criticism from the Huddersfield MP. Why is Huddersfield getting involved? <laughs> it's in Manchester. What's he worried? How far do a Huddersfield worry this man can ejaculate? <laughs> Well, if he's going to be a doctor at it, quite far. Yeah, I guess. Is he going to be the best masturbator in the world? You'd ought to be after doing you a PhD. Be. I'm, I'm a doctor. Oh, thank God! Is it heart surgery, brain surgery? No, no, wanking on a plane. Are there, any, there, are there any doctors? Doctor? Yeah, just spitting into his hand. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get going, man or woman? Man or woman? <laughs> Oh, thank God. There's an elderly woman having a heart attack. Okay, I'll do my best. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one, but I think I can manage. But was he like... Um, he's the one that's masturbating. He's not studying it. No. I thought it would have to be like some kind of sociology You'd thing. think, you'd hope, like an anthropo- anthrop- anthropology. Anthropologist. Anthropological. Ooh. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Not spelling I don't it. know if you're allowed to go, oh, after you've had five run-ups. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> be impressed with myself after oh. five false starts. Oh, I've well had to go done. on Google to get that pronounced to me. <laughs> Dual. Um, <laughs> so Neil O'Brien, the Huddersfield MP, yeah. has tweeted, why should hardworking taxpayers in my constituency have to pay for an academic to write about his experiences masturbating to Japanese porn? I would say he doesn't need to add the word Japanese there because <laughs> that makes it seem like that's the thing he's annoyed that's about. That's what he's annoyed about, yeah. Um, yeah. Why are the Huddersfield paying for it? Are we all paying for that? Is it just taxpayers' money? Well, I guess it must be sort of part-funded or something, isn't right. it? So, How much does a PhD cost? Lots, presumably. Um, it says here between 12 and 45k. So let's go a conservative estimate, 20, let's say it's 20,000. And there's, um, what, 60 million people in the UK. So 20,000 divided by, hang on, but they're not all paying tax, I think some of them are babies. <laughs> How many reckon taxpayers in the UK? I don't even know what maths you're trying to How achieve many taxpayers? I'm trying to see how much is coming out of my pocket for this porn <laughs> PhD. You can work that out. Yeah, you can. So there's 32.2 million people are paying tax. So you get this £20,000 PhD, you divide it by 32, 32, um equals... That's that's costing me zero point zero 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 six pence. And you happy with that? No, I'm I'm furious with that actually. <laughs> Japanese <Really>? porn. <laughs> it's not even helping the British porn industry. No, well that's the thing, isn't it? Is he is he paying into the porn industry? Is he or is he getting free stuff? Because it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. The quote that I really like. Let me find it. Is um. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. So, uh, having only recently moved to Manchester, Anderson says that he lived alone during the experiment and had newly become single after a long-term relationship, adding that these factors probably contributed to my willingness and eagerness to explore this method. It would be the worst flatmate to have, wouldn't it? <laughs> In his room Doing my research. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye. No. And the thing is, he, he does a YouTube channel about it and stuff like that. So, like, his face is out there. Mm. I mean, I don't want to say you can't study. You, there shouldn't be a limit to what you're allowed to educate yeah, yourself yeah. in. But I think you're right. Like, if it was more anthropological, yeah. <laughs> God, what a great word. Um, that seems to make sense, but it's just him. He's doing a PhD in yeah. himself wanking. I guess I guess that's what a lot of students are doing, really. Yeah, yeah. He has the balls, the empty balls to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> Weird for his ex-girlfriend. You know, you probably mm. Google your ex, see what they're up to. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I wonder if he's uh, moved on, if he's got over me. Oh, he's doing a PhD in uh, masturbating to Japanese porn. I wasn't expecting that. He's doing all right. He's, he's doing, doing all okay. right. He's doing all right. Me up, Amy, there's yeah. quite a sad story I want to talk about with this one. Um, there's a woman, I can't remember where she's, oh, she's from Warrington, mm-hmm. which is near Liverpool, Yeah, I think. Manchester, yeah. Um, well, this woman is in tears after spotting the spitting image of her dead dog in a bath mat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, oh, I can see the picture, I can yeah. see it. Oh, it's God. difficult to show the picture. I mean, what? Right. 
Because often when people have like say they found Jesus in a bit of toast, you think yeah. it looks a bit like Jesus. Yeah. What side by side you can see um, the bath mat and the dog here. Oh right. What What, what are your thoughts? It, it's not. It's not that dog. It's a dog, <laughs> but it's nowhere near that dog. When I saw it, because I'm just looking at the bath mat, and I was like, yeah, that is ten out of ten a dog. <laughs> Poor woman. But then yeah. you see the dog and you're like, no, it's a four out of ten at best. Yeah. Dry them tears. <laughs> oh, wow. Dry them tears. No, in a nice way. Like, oh, you've got a new The way you said that dog. didn't sound comforting. Sorry. Sorry, like, Tonya. That's, that's not your dog. Dry those tears. Dry them tears, Dry Tonya. those tears, Tonya. Um, <laughs> Have you ever found anything in a, in a piece of toast or a cloud um, or... I don't think so. The what's that? Is it Artex that were sort of Swirly. horrible? Yeah, they yeah. just swirl a load yeah. of um, like cement on your walls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was all the rage, wasn't it? Yeah, and said Artex. Artex feels like what is it? Like a, a plasterer has done a GCSE in art or something. Yeah. Um, but the way the Artex was on on my bedroom walls, you could see like faces. And it looked a bit like you had people looking over you like gargoyles in a church. Um, so Where it would be a bit this haunted. This is in your childhood home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Just being watched by a lot of Artex faces. Explains a lot. Mm. Explains why you have to hide under your Moroccan bedding. Yeah, yeah. To keep the faces at bay. And I always wear sunglasses to bed. <laughs> sunglasses. Yeah. Mouth sunglasses, mouth guard. Bruxism. Yeah. If you've been listening to episode one of the podcast. If if uh, if you haven't listened to that yet, have a revisit and you can hear about the um, dental condition that I've got. <laughs> Do you know what's really bad? I think this is really bad. I Because uh, I've got this new bed in, um, I made my boyfriend, I washed some pyjamas and made him wear very specific pyjamas to bed just so that the bedding stayed nice. Is that okay? I okay. think so. It's a bit of a low bar that you've set for him of like, if you go in the bed, you will you will ruin the bedding. If you're in it, you'll ruin it. So can you wear these pajamas oh, no, to I keep didn't it sterile? <laughs> Did you know that you're supposed to wash bedding before you put it on first time? No, I didn't know that. Why? You can't. You're not supposed to put it on from the pack. Oh God! Good job we've been wearing these protective. Yeah. Hazmat pajamas. <laughs> Some, someone told me, like, I went to put some bedding on, and they were like, um, "Are you going to wash it?" Like, it's never been used. What are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And I googled it, and like, yeah, you've got to wash bedding before you put it on. Oh God! Even if it's from John Lewis. Yeah. No. Especially if it's from John Lewis. They'll wash it Dirty for you. Dirty bastards. There'll be a service. There'll be a service. They'll wash it for you. Um. Well, let me tell you, let's get back to this dog for a second, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, I was just to say what Tonya said. She said she walked into a, the bathroom when she woke up one morning. She'd been feeling really down oh. since she lost this dog. And then she noticed a face, and it wasn't until she looked closer, I instantly thought, and you're saying it's a four out of ten, this woman mm. instantly thought it was her. She made the connection within a few seconds. It brought tears to her eyes, but she felt reassured that she is now at peace. You know, when you're stuck inside a bath mat. Oh, she's at peace. She's trapped in the bath mat. She's like, <laughs> just like, look at her. She's like, get step, get out of the shower, stamp on my dog's face. <laughs> like, oh, she's at peace. Trapped inside a bath mat. Oh no! Um, I think it's one of the worst things to be reincarnated as a bath mat. 
It must be, yeah. You're on the floor, you're next to bits of piss. Yeah. You don't what get would out. you like to be reincarnated as? Mm, what sits down a lot? <laughs> like a, a guinea pig. A, a live dog. Guinea pig. Guinea pig? But like in a in a palace. <laughs> <laughs> a guinea pig in a palace. Yes, please. And I you? don't know if there's, if there's ever been one of them in that location. I can imagine like the royals having having a guinea pig Should as a be pet. a little royal guinea pig. Corgis and guinea pigs. Yeah. Just want to be warm, sat down on a big royal pillar from John Lewis. Mm. <laughs> Where? What about you? Um, a person. Uh. Was that not an option? No. Guinea pig in a palace. Yeah. That's your life now. Mm-hmm. Looking around a palace, going, "This house is amazing. If only I could use any of it." You're just looking, going, "This looks fantastic." They've got an ensuite. <laughs> and you're a guinea pig. I'll be a person in a palace, trotting around. You could be my owner. <laughs> yeah. I'd be walking around. I'd see you bobbing about on the floor going, you're a fucking moron, mate. I'm in a palace. A terrible decision from oh, you. I'm sticking by it. Um, I would like to add that someone, um, what I wasn't explaining, one of the comments when they put this on Facebook is that someone put, I had the same experience with my dog. Do you think it went in a bath mat as well? Oh, maybe it's a thing. Yeah. So my dog appeared in the sky. After he passed away. That's nicer. But maybe they were killed by, like, cannonball human. (laughs) (laughs) I fired it out of a cannon. They were shot up into the sky. Oh, dear. Oh, Yorkshire puddings. Now it's time for our guest. We're joined by Tim Key, who went to the University of Sheffield which um, has a faculty of science which is associated with six Nobel laureates, including the 1953 Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine, Hans Adolf Krebs, for the discovery of the critic acid cycle in the cellular respiration. Hello, Wow. Hi, Tim. Hello. Uh, Hans Adolf Krebs was a bit of a low point in that bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Tim, where are you right now? The North. The North. Wow. That's ideal for this podcast. That's perfect. Well, I thought the least I could do to help you guys out is to at least be in the North <laughs> to, give you, to give your podcast a bit of traction. <laughs> <laughs> has it taken a lot out of your day to do this? To get to the North has. Yeah. Have you tried to go to the North recently? What with the trains? Oh, have you, what, have you had to drive? Uh, no, trains. <laughs> <laughs> I can't can't really be much clearer than saying it was a nightmare getting here with the trains. I'll tell you what, Ian, I'll put you out of your misery. I got the train here yesterday. Oh, good. Whereabouts have you landed? Well, I went to Lancaster, first and foremost, and then I went further north. What's the most northern thing that you can see right now? (laughs) Oh, right. Well, I suppose, I suppose there's some sort of ornaments that are, that don't feel very southern yeah. in my Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Sort of, well, there's a sheep. There's a sort of, I guess there's a duck made out of wire. That's very, okay. that's very I northern. I guess that's the sort of thing, that you, the, the way you guys roll, is it? Mm. I mean, you, you know, I'm talking to two people who've left the north and are sort of, you know, surviving in the south. Yeah. And then meanwhile, I'm actually being the guy who goes to the north. Yes. Mm. 
you... I'd bought a bag for... I, I wanted to buy a rucksack because I was planning to walk from Windermere to Ambleside yesterday. Ooh. So I went to Mountain Warehouse in the south in London and tried to buy this rucksack. They didn't have the one I wanted. So I then went to, I think it's called Cotswolds and maybe somewhere else, just looking for this bag. Then I thought, I can't find the bag. Plan B, I'll put all my stuff in a bag for life and then I'll go to Windermere and go to the source and find, you know, a proper bag in the north. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, you're probably five steps ahead of me here. Couldn't find a bag. Walked from Windermere to Ambleside with a bag for life. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing people in the north don't like, it's people who don't look like they've got the correct equipment. I don't know if you've ever beeped anyone for having a bag for life. Um, I've, I've just Googled it. Um, one hour, 51 minute walk. Is it? With a bag for life. When you've got a bag for life and you're getting honked by cars, it tends to come down to about 135. <laughs> what were you carrying in your bag for life? All the things that should have been in a rucksack. Yeah. Um, well, uh, trainers, yeah. jeans, jumper, you know, the stuff that, that I'm not wearing for my hike. Because when you're hiking, you've got to have the proper stuff, including a bag for life. <laughs> and then also things like laptop, though I would never let on to the locals. <laughs> uh, notepads, novel. <laughs> but I'm sort of keeping those things slightly on the down low up here. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So then I get to my Airbnb and... The main thing I want is the open fire, of course. There's fire lighters and then there's a note proclaiming that that I can use the kindling. There is no kindling. So I then spend about three hours trying to light um, a block of coal with a fire lighter. And to say that there were some false dawns barely covers it. Anyway, off to the pub. Tipping it down. There's a weather warning, a, a <laughs> yellow triangle with an exclamation mark in it. So that mm. the bang goes the walking. Walk into um, Ambleside. Again, no no rucks out really. So it's a case of a notepad and a bag for life. <laughs> Again, you know, looks from all sorts of people. Then just sort of soaking up the, um, you know, the northern vibes and um, had a very nice evening. And then back here and then I thought what I'll do is in the morning get these logs and she'd mentioned that there was a, there was a couple of places and so I went I didn't look where the places were I just went on instinct and I think <laughs> I've just had the worst morning of my life <laughs> left at quarter to eight into Ambleside <laughs> checked um, all of the supermarkets n- no word and then about an hour and uh, f- an hour and five minutes of walking I'm drenched. I haven't got the right stuff, really. I get to a garden centre. I had to wait till it opened. Quite classic. And I said, can I get some wood? We don't have any wood. We've run out. Have you got kindling? Yes, we've got kindling. Okay, I'll get some kindling. Then I said, have you got coal? Because I thought, well, if the worst comes to the worst, I can have kindling and coal. He comes back and he says, well, I've got this. 
Well, it was a large bag of um, barbecue briquettes. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're getting further and further from what I imagined, which is a roaring fire, to what I don't want at all, which is, you know, wait until your coals glow so they're ready to cook on. I don't I want to cook on them. I want to have a nice vibe in the room. So then I mope back towards my um, house where I'm staying at. And just before I turn right to go back up to my Airbnb, I come across a garage where they've got more wood than I've certainly ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I, but, so I've got the wood. Oh, do you think next time you might just go to Italy or Spain or something? All of that stuff is, is on the it's on the cards, isn't it? But yeah. I never do. I kind of think I wanted to just get into an Airbnb and then sort of go on a long walk in the morning and then just light an open fire and write. Yeah. But you can't walk in this weather. I mean, I can't even begin to describe the biblical amount of rain outside. Weather warning. I mean, even not even rain but not a weather warning would have been better than this. <laughs> weather, weather warning to me says, this is terrible and also I probably won't be able to go home. It sounds but lovely. But anyway, as, you know, just to sum up, I love the north. <laughs> Well, thank you, yeah. That's what a journey we've been yeah, on. Yeah, it's made me miss it. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, thank Tim. You. Enjoy the North. Will do. Enjoy the rest of your podcast. <laughs> thank you very much. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's my gravy, you duff sod. Now it's time for our hometown stories. This is this is where Amy gets a story from Hull. I get a story from Gull. What's been going on in our hometowns? We don't know. We've been exiled in London. Amy, what's what's been going on in Hull? Well, 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 well. I've become obsessed with um, a bed and breakfast. Oh yeah. Well, technically a hotel, but hotels very much in inverted commas. So the the article that sparked it all off is couple slam. Horrendous. Beverly Minster Garth Hotel, who say guests were troublemakers. So what it is, it's apparently one of the worst places you can stay. Shout shout out on the podcast. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out to that. I hope they're listening to going, I love this Northern News podcast. (laughs) Hang on, what the fuck? Uh, It's been described uh, by, uh, by the Hull Live reporter as the most bizarre hotel on planet Earth. On planet Earth. And bizarre. Not even like bad, just like you're going like, I can't even understand this hotel. Nobody can understand how bad it is. So it's very difficult. I've been looking at pictures and things like that. It's very difficult to sort of get a gauge on exactly what's going on here. But there's things like people saying there's a TV balanced on a mini fridge. The mini fridge doesn't work. The there's cables going across the bed. The bed's got hair in it. Across the bed. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely bonkers, right? So just electric cables. Just electric cables. A bed. Yeah. Melting on one side of the bed. All the plastic going everywhere. It just seems like a health hazard. But I, I sort of clicked through this and I was reading through this. Then I found out uh there's another article a couple of days after about the, the guy who runs this guest house oh. and he's appeared in court because oh. he's accused of misleading advertising. Now, the thing about about the owner of the guest house is he 
He's one of them, and I love these. I secretly really love them. He's one of the people that replies to re- bad reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, <laughs> I sort of think he's brilliant. It never looks good when people, you never, no. when you see someone replying to a bad review, you never think like, um, oh, that must happen so infrequently for yeah. them. And he's upset <laughs> because this is business and, and they're standing up for themselves there. It's always a mad person being like, um, well, I prefer my chips cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So and then I started looking at the reviews and... Um, What's the name of this place again? This is called Minster Garth Guest House. Minster Garth. Yeah, in Beverly, so just outside of Hull. Uh, Everyone. (laughs) Just when you Google it, TripAdvisor does just say one star. One star. But a lot of the reviews say you have to give it one star to be able to write a review. But uh, he's described as uh, an obnoxious idiot, rude. There was one review that I can't find right now, but somebody had booked in. And then they couldn't get in and they were trying to call the owner and the owner was on holiday in London and and she was like, well, I've booked, I need, I need some assistance. And he's like, you are ruining my holiday. <laughs> so Stop staying in my guest house. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Avoid at all costs. Go, these are the headings of the, of the first few reviews that come off, uh, that come up. Should have read the reviews. Avoid at all cost. Go somewhere else. Avoid nine exclamation marks. Absolutely disgusting and unsafe. <laughs> Never again. Imagine if it's like that hotel was absolutely disgusting, <laughs> but it was safe. Yeah, I've never felt as safe in my <laughs> life. Um, but just to give it, I did find one good review for a bit of balance, and this one is given it a five out of five. Okay. Oh. Would not be everyone's cup of tea, but we loved it. It's quirky, dusty, and my wife swears it's haunted. (laughs) Only one of those three things is even vaguely good. Quirky. Quirky could be good, but you wouldn't want like, um, oh, my GP's quirky. (laughs) You want a quirky GP, you don't want a quirky hotel. That optician was quirky, dusty. And my wife said it's haunted, <laughs> like fat, and then it gives it five out of five. The the one review I found on on TripAdvisor says um, very misleading. The room had a non-functioning fridge and a bed which was broken, and had a box underneath filled with sheets to hold the bed in place. The towels we had been given were of a poor standard and they were discoloured. I wouldn't recommend. I'm baffled to think who could possibly rate this as a four star. Baffled. That's it. So that's why he's gone to court because he's been misleading people saying it's a three and four star hotel. Oh. And it is not. And uh, I've just seen one of his responses. Uh, f- so a month ago, a review, a lady called Katrina has uh, given him a negative review and said, uh, you for failing to provide basic hygiene and you called me a liar, right? He responded, uh, Katrina is Katrina Russian? Question mark. Then he. Then there's a huge thing about the booking process and all that. Then he ends it with, "You now, just like Putin, actually believe you are justified. You are not." And this is a quibble over a five pound upgrade to an ensuite. What he's really run with the fact that he thinks Katrina might be a Russian name. It's <laughs> no the only Katrina. To it I know it's Katrina in the waves. Wasn't that British? Yeah. Do you want to go stay there? I mean, genuinely, 
That'd make a great little um, special episode, It'd wouldn't it? It'd make a really good get a, episode. Get a twin room. There's an article on the mirror, and it describes it inside the sinister guest house. So bad, resident fled the room at midnight. There's a picture here of the bath, and it's sunken into the floor. So, like, it's it's flat on the floor. The floor and entry point to the bath are at the same level. Oh, my God. Um, fusty smell and trench bath. It's been described trench. as a trench. <laughs> trench bath. Trench like bath. Just stare over it and fire at people. I would genuinely, I'd, I'd love to go and stay there. Um, Should we do it? The two DVDs that someone found in the room, for some reason, that goes beyond rational explanation, the only two DVDs available in the room were Faster starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and the complete collection of Bagbus. <laughs> <laughs> like they've gone, kids film, adults film. Oh, my God. Oh, we've got to stay there. We've got to stay there. Just found one more response from him, and uh, his response was, if I'm honest, so there's a there's a review. His response to it is, if I'm honest, they're a bunch of wankers. <laughs> I like it. Well, I just like honesty. I like it. I like it when I someone's like honest. Hey, up, cock. So, Amy, I want to tell you a story about ghoul, and it's to do with someone who, this time, they've, I think, been convicted of doing this. Finally. Um, but it might make it difficult for me to return home in case this is part of a um, sort of drug gang. Um, And I don't want to get on the wrong side of the drug gangs. But the headline is, man ran mobile drug delivery service where he honked his horn for people to score. (laughs) So that's... I imagine that's how he got caught. so (laughs) inconspicuous. Drugs, drugs, drugs! Drugs! Go get your drugs! (laughs) Drugs! Just going around in an ice cream van. But That's meant the music. to be like a really good way to distribute drugs, isn't it? The ice, ice cream, cream vans. Van. But if you don't have an ice that. cream van, just honk your horn. Yeah, if you can't afford an ice cream van... And who can in this you, climate? God, you're telling me. Tell me about it. Trying to run an ice cream business, <laughs> November to February, just having the worst time of your life. Can't even rebrand the ice cream van as something else, really. No. Well, yeah, drugs. Drugs, yeah. Drugs. They I've, don't go out of season. Drugs don't go out of season. You can take drugs at Christmas. You can take drugs at Easter. You can take Just drugs in the summertime. <laughs> I don't know when people take drugs. I presume it's on the bank holidays yeah. and national events and stuff. Are they warming drugs? You know, in they the way that some, people some are, like yeah. a whiskey to warm up. Ooh. In the cost of living crisis, do you think anyone's like, I might just get absolutely munted on skag? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, I... My fingers are cold. I've got cold to the bone. Mm. Just like... to put some ketamine in your hot chockey. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's snowing. Let's get let's let's do some ketamine and get a jigsaw on. They're like Meals on Wheels service and <laughs> old folks home. You all right, Julie? <laughs> what did you order? We got you a um, shepherd's pie, and we put a little line of coke on top of that. <laughs> We mixed it into potato. It's a big shepherd's pie. We thought you'd need a little line of coke just to get through it, have the energy to get through it. Oh, you'll be chatty. You'll oh. be chatty. <laughs> That's my only knowledge of a symptom of cocaine. Chatty. People get chatty. Yeah. 
I'll tell you how he got um, arrested. Officers blocked his car and they went over to arrest him, but he told the police he was not the dealer. Um, and I don't know if at this point, I don't know if they arrested him on suspicion or if the police has come over and he's like, I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> and I'm just a guy driving around the town honking my horn. Just bibbing my horn. <laughs> you can't arrest me for that. Oh, you can. Right. Yeah, because yeah, that's disrupting, what is it, the noise disturbance oh, thing. Oh, yeah, noise yeah, after pollution. After 10pm, you're not allowed to honk your horn. Yeah. But he, he said he was told to go there to collect £20 worth of cigarette, £20 for some cigarettes that he'd sold. So he's downgraded to, he's just selling cigarettes yeah. for £20. Because yeah. you know how hard it is to get all the cigarettes. You can't find them for love no money, mm. can you? Maybe he's one of those people who think, you know, because you have to cover up cigarettes now. You have to, uh... When you go to a shop, like people have to like just guess that cigarettes are there. Because oh, they put really? them behind like a... Ca- so I've seen someone say um, they want like whatever, like cigarettes, and then someone gets this big shutter and sort of goes, all right, let's see if we've got them. Um, so maybe they've seen the shutter and gone, they don't have cigarettes, I've got to buy them from or Bibiron. Get in the Fiesta. Yeah. Let's take these ciggies round town. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. Ziggies. <laughs> Ziggy it's man's almost coming. sadder when it's not illegal. They're just going around really earnestly um, <laughs> selling stuff. Beep, beep. Got your cigarettes. My mum used to buy the Siggy lady. The woman used to come round who would go to like Benidorm quite a lot and would bring, you know, duty-free Siggy's mm. back. The mum would be like, right, there's 50 quid under that ashtray in case Siggy lady comes while I'm out. So maybe, oh God, is my mum a drug addict? She could be, yeah. Oh God. It's worth looking into. I should ask her. Christine? Yeah. <laughs> Christine, are you a drug addict? <laughs> That's always the best way to approach yeah. it. If you're, if you're worried someone's a drug addict... <laughs> Get in, get straight to the point. Ball, are you a drug addict? <laughs> oh, dear. I'm trying to see more about how he was caught. He was driving the car and a young person was with him in the passenger seat. It's oh. bringing kids to, to work there. Oh, no. That's um, right. The story's he getting a little him, bit sad now. He lets him do the bib in there. Oh, yeah, that's I'd probably... I'd love that. Yeah, I reckon his kids messed him over there. Yeah. Dad, can I bib the arm, please? <laughs> oh, we're doing a drug deal. We've got to keep it quiet. Oh, we'll never get to... And his kid's giving it like, no one to bib the arm. And he's like, shush, shush, I'm doing my head in here. And then you're like, all right, bib the arm. Beep, 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 beep. Police then they, sirens instantly. Then, yeah. Um, lighthearted thing to end yeah. the story. It says later on, the young person was later acquitted. As the man said, he had offered to take the youth on a drive. So, you know, completely perfect excuse there of going, this kid wasn't involved in the drug dealing operation that you've arrested me for. I just offered to take him on a drive, a drive around Ghoul. I was driving around Ghoul getting money for ciggies and bibbing me on. It's just what I do Monday through Thursday. I saw a kid. He didn't look like he'd ever been in a car before. I said, get in, I'll take you for a drive. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It all checked out. Hey, kid. Do you fancy a drive? <laughs> so that has been Northern News. That's the Northern News done for this week. Yeah, we've found what we can. There must be so much. We've been away for so long. Tell us what's been going on. We'd love to hear your mm. strange and bizarre stories. Yes, please please get in contact, even if it's just about you and your family. Well, no, we, ha- no we need boundaries. Oh, OK. We're not agony ants. It has to be of interest to more people than just you. And your cousins. <laughs> I think past cousins is all right. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, if your mum and dad are 
are interested in it, that's not enough. If your cousins are interested in it, that's not enough. But if the wider net of human existence yeah. is If your cousin's it. mate wants to know about it, so do we. Yeah. Thank you to everyone that we mentioned. Not that you really had a choice. And of course, thank you to our special guest, Tim Kay. And if anyone in these stories has received a criminal conviction, I hope you're doing all right, and I hope you're on the straight and narrow and you've learned your lessons. <laughs> it's good to send out a positive it message, is. I think, really. Yeah. We don't want these people to just be going straight back into the world making the same mistakes. We want them to be doing all right. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>